Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. John chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. In the old days, there was only one way to become a king you had to be the son of a king, typically the firstborn son. Ability or character could not have mattered less. Bloodline was all that mattered. And actually, for much of human history, this has been the case in many areas of the world. You're born into the right class, or into the right family, or into the right race, or into the right nation, or you're not. You obviously can't change the circumstances of your birth, so however you are born, you are typically stuck there. Even for Israel, for centuries, this mentality had gone deep. God had chosen Abraham's family, his bloodline, to be his chosen people, to be the heirs of the promises of God. And so to be born into that bloodline was the way to be right with God for many. Now, the Old Testament is full of reminders that character and actions do matter, even if you are born into this Jewish line. But for many people, being born into this ethnic and spiritual family was all that really mattered. You were one of the chosen people because you were born into the race of Israel. But Jesus turns this idea upside down in these verses, talking with Nicodemus, a high-ranking Jewish leader. So controversial was Jesus at the time that Nicodemus would only come to see him at night when no one else was around. He's actually scared to be seen in public with Jesus. But he's intrigued enough to come and start asking questions, and Jesus doesn't actually seem to care that he's coming. He doesn't get rebuked for the way in which he came to chat with Jesus. In this conversation, Jesus talks about being born again. Now, that's common language for evangelical Christians. But it was a radical idea at the time. It sets the standard that no one is automatically born into the kingdom of God. Everyone has to make their own choice to follow Jesus. And it's a choice that calls to a life change that is so profound that it's actually like a second birth, starting all over again. Forgiven of sin and starting with a clean slate and living life this time forward with God as king and father, regardless of what bloodline you were literally born into. To be born of the Spirit is to be spiritually reborn, renewed in our outlook and our motivation and our focus in life with Jesus as Lord. Jesus also teaches here as he speaks of the Holy Spirit that there's an element of the Holy Spirit that is and remains somewhat mysterious. Like the wind, we can't see the Spirit, and like the wind, we don't always know where the Spirit's coming from or where he's going or what he's up to. And yet, at the same time, when it's windy outside, we can always tell that the wind is blowing. 
Trees are moving and grass is blowing and a paper blows down the street. We can't see the wind, but we can certainly see its evidence and it's undeniable that the wind is there. Now, we can't see the Spirit, but we can see His evidence in our lives and in the lives of others, and it is undeniable when the Spirit is moving. Jesus will have more to say about the Holy Spirit as we work through the Gospel, but for now, as we go about our day, let's ponder this. How do I understand the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit to me? And why don't we ask God today to send His Spirit to fill us and reveal Himself to us more and more in our lives? Mm -hmm.